0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Ro, and you are listening to another episode of The Stone Genius. And I am super excited about the guest that I have on the program today. For you longtime listeners, you have heard many episodes about Irish dance and river dance. And I am excited today because we actually have someone that just finished. Riverdance 25 touring with the U.S. production. I hope that's how the terminolo- terminology mm-hmm. would go for this show of that. And welcome to the show, Morgan Bullock. Hi, Morgan. How are you today?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: I am so, excited. you know, I <laughs> am so excited to have you on the show. And it's so weird because I don't know anything about Riverdance. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yet I have all these questions. I mean, I'm fascinated by it. And previously on the show, I had had someone that had been a competitive Irish dancer. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I found out. So Mm -hmm. I guess for some of the newer listeners, Irish dance and river dance are two separate things. Is that correct? Um,
1: Well, river dance is actually an Irish dancing production. So um, the type of dancing that, is done for the majority of the show is Irish dancing. Um, but Riverdance is just the name of the show, the touring show.
0: And I, here's, a, here's one thing that I wanted to ask. That this is one of the last questions I wrote. And when we were mm-hmm. talking before I hit record here, I was telling you that I had many pages of notes. About this, And even up till minutes before I called you, I was writing questions. And one of the questions that I thought at the end was, do you even like talking about Riverdance? I mean, because it's like talking about work. I mean, so some people don't want to, you know, when I'm not working, I don't want to talk about work. Not me personally, but some people. So yeah. that was one of my last questions. Like, I, how, how much do you enjoy talking about Riverdance?
1: Um I actually could talk about Riverdance and just Irish dancing all day. Um I because I love it so much and I've been so passionate about Irish dancing um for so long and Riverdance is really just such a dream job for me that sometimes I don't even really think of it as work. Like it is a lot of hard work. It's very draining mentally and physically being a part of the touring cast. But um at the end of the day I just think I just think about how lucky I am to be able to do this and to be able to call this my job. So, I I do love talking about it. Maybe a little bit too much. I think my family and friends probably get tired of it a lot more than I do. <laughs> what
0: what percentage of people when they find out like if they go, "Hey, Morgan, what do you do?" and you you say, "Hey, I tour with R- Riverdance 25." I would, I would almost assume that everyone is going to launch into a. Oh, really? I mean, it, it, you know, some yeah. people will be like, "I'm a computer programmer," and they're like, eh, "Next." You know, they they don't want to hear about yeah. that job. But I assume that everyone wants to hear about River. I mean, like I said, I don't know anything about it, and I am just, mm-hmm. it's I, I don't know why. I I think one reason I'm so drawn to it, and this is a question that I had somewhere. And it's probably much later than, but I'm going to ask it now. When mm-hmm. you first saw River Dance, you were already involved in other types of dance, from what I understand, like tap and some other forms of dance. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's correct. So when you were first exposed to River Dance, I think you uh, an interview that I saw you do, you said that you saw it at a recital.
1: Yeah and you're yeah. just you
0: you immediately knew you wanted to do that so it but and here's a question because i asked Katherine this morning cuz she had said the same exact thing and she couldn't really explain it so then i started thinking at any point did you think maybe i can't do that because when i look at what's going on with the feet i i don't think my body can do that i mean i i know that, that <laughs> some it, you have to be taught you know to yeah. do something, but I, to me, that's that would seem impossible. No, even no matter how interesting I think it is, I think in my mind, I'd be like, nope, my body doesn't do that. I mean, was there ever that, like, <laughs> I'm not sure I could do that?
1: Um. Well, I think because I was young at the time when I first saw Irish dancing, and I had been um, dancing prior to that, doing ballet and tap dancing, so it wasn't completely unfamiliar to me but I think part of the initial intrigue and why it was so cool to me and that I knew I wanted to try it was because it was not like anything. It wasn't the same as anything I'd seen before. And, you know, having been a 10 year old at the time who had been dancing since I was three, I thought I had seen like all forms of dance that I was going to see because, you know, I just had this very narrow perspective at that time. And so it was just like, it was just insane to me. It was so intricate and fast. And um, I don't think I ever really I was a kid who just like wanted to try everything anyway. So I don't think I ever really thought I can't do that. It was more like this is going to be a fun challenge. And I really want to try it. because um, I was bored with other kinds of dancing. And, um, you know, my parents always wanted a ballerina and I was in ballet. and It was just boring to me. Um, Irish dancing was just so exciting to watch. And once I started taking classes, I was hooked because it was just, it was so much fun for me. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was definitely very difficult at the beginning and still is very difficult, but, um, I think it was just the pure fascination and the love for it. Um, and I just loved that it was a challenge always there's, you know, always things to improve on, always things to learn.
0: Is your group, would it be called a troupe? Would that be the, like, the dancers? Yeah. Okay, so a troupe. So the the troupe that you saw at your recital, were they a professional, a semi-professional, an amateur? What type of, what, ex, what did you see to expose you? Because I believe Catherine had said that she saw a video or something of actual river dance and sat down with her dad and watched it so it wasn't her first experience was not live in person it sounded like yours was so what type of troop Mm -hmm. was that that it and why were they so you're in you were uh, grew up in richmond correct virginia yes so and and why that troop were they a local troop and or why were they there so i know that was a lot of questions go yeah
1: (laughs) Um, so it was an amateur performance troupe. It was just, you know, just like I was taking ballet and tap classes. Those dancers that I saw were taking Irish dancing classes. Um, and it was at a recital. So they offered Irish dancing classes at the studio where I was taking classes, but it was new that year. So I had never seen it before. They brought in an Irish dancing teacher and, um, the main dancer in this dance was the teacher and so she was really what drew me in because i mean as much as you like to say like little kids doing dance recitals is you know great and fun it's just not the same when they're like learning that was like whatever to me as a child i was like okay this is like a train wreck
0: so do you you remember the first time you saw do you remember the first time you saw a professional performance of irish dance to like go Oh wow. That I mean to um, see the to and I don't and I don't even know whether I could tell if someone how professional someone was. Like if someone just said I'm going to Irish dance in front of you and they did it, I would be like I I, I don't even know how to judge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and and that's one thing that's hard because and that's going to lead to a question here in a second, but um do you remember the first time you saw it professionally or done at a much higher level where you're like oh it can really be like this
1: um yeah so I think actually that night I like immediately started googling and looking on YouTube of like Irish dance videos and I did end up coming across the original Riverdance performance Um, So that was my first experience seeing something like that, which was, it was just insane. Like it was a bunch of dancers in perfect unison again, like nothing I'd ever seen before. Um, And so that was my first time seeing it on video. And then years later, after I had been dancing, I did get to see Riverdance live for the first time. And um, again, just such an amazing experience. It was magical. And um, I can honestly say still to this day, after seeing the show so many times before being in it and then doing, you know, over 200 shows around the world, um, like hundreds of shows, I don't even know. I I haven't even counted how many shows I've done. But um, performing with it all over the world, it's still just as amazing to me. Um, And again, that just goes back to why I feel like sometimes i just forget it's a job and just like this is insane
0: <laughs> now from someone as a that's paying to come see it and this mm-hmm. may sound like a really stupid question but i did write it down is there a correct way to watch river dance cuz i i mean i didn't know if i'm supposed to watch the feet I didn't know if I was supposed to try to pick one particular dancer and follow them around, whether Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to watch everyone. I, I felt a little bit overwhelmed when I, when I went and saw it. And so is there a way that, is there something that you could tell someone that may get a chance to see it that may come to their, their country or their town sometime soon that may help them? that are like me. I don't know anything about river dance that, you know, whatever that may be, pick one person, pick this, or listen to the music. Like I said, I had no idea how to even watch it.
1: Um, So I wouldn't say there's a correct way, but I think the best way to watch But you're saying there's incorrect
0: ways. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, you know, I think it's such an amazing show anyway, but I think the best way to get that full experience is to try to watch it as a whole— Um, And I will say now this might be a little bit controversial, but I don't think that sitting on the floor level is the best for a show like this. Um, I tell my friends and family when they come see it to sit at the first tier because a lot of what we're doing on stage is formations and we're making these different shapes as a group. And, um, you know, we work very hard as a troop to be in sync enough to have perfect lines. And, you know, that's a huge aspect of the show. Um, And when you're on the floor level, you can see things that other people can't see, which, you know, it's a whole different experience. Right. Um, But you can't really see all of the dancers. And I think that that's what's so amazing and magical about it is that it's this huge group of dancers on the stage creating these lines while doing this intricate footwork. So um, I would say that that is like my pro tip for watching the show and as well listening to the music it's grammy award winning music um bill whelan is such an insanely talented person to have composed such timeless music oh my gosh um, and the
0: fiddle players and, i mean all of the but the oh yeah. fiddle players i was like yeah so here's what yeah
1: I'm- i hope that i hope that when you went to see it you got to see Haley richardson she's you know she just turned 20 um on, in this last u.s tour she is the most talented she's so incredibly talented um i've known her since she was about 14 and she's an insanely talented fiddle player um insane stage presence um but yeah the show you know the backdrops the music the, the formations the lines i think just trying to take all that in is the key so here's which is the a point. lot it can be overwhelming
0: <laughs> so i asked Catherine this and she didn't know because she did irish dancing and mm-hmm. she was familiar with river dancing and may have done some of that. But most of what she did was competitive Irish dancing. And yeah. like you said, I really enjoyed our seats. They were right behind the sound, whatever, right right in the middle. They, they were very good seats. Yeah. And we could see everything. And, like, and I agree with you. I, I told my wife, Bobby, I go, if we sat too close, we'd be looking up and not get to see their feet. But yeah. that was a, another thing that B- Bobby and I both had a question. Well... We'd made a comment, and then I go, "Well, maybe it's a question. Maybe it's supposed to be that way." The floor—it seemed like for where we were sitting, there was very little contrast between your uh, your tights. I, I know that that may not be the correct terminology. Your oh, mm-hmm. let's see if I can remember—Gillies soft shoes, hard shoes. Mm-hmm. That I think these are. I'm throwing out every single.
1: I yeah. understand <laughs>
0: a term that I have, but there wasn't much contrast between the floor. And I was wondering whether that okay. had to do with the story that was being told, because like, it seemed like the, the floor was dark and generally what you had on your legs and feet were dark. And so it was, yeah. it was difficult to see. I, I just thought whether if the floor was light, you know, if there was a contrast between those two. So I didn't know if that was on purpose or not.
1: Um, that is interesting. I know that the floor that we use, um, the past shows that I've done, um, last tours has been a sort of lighter gray. Okay. Um, so I don't know, I don't really know where, where, um, they've used dark floors. I don't know. Maybe it seemed in, like in it was past before I was in the show. I mean,
0: it could have been um, the angle too. Like if it was okay. it, from where we were sitting, it could have just appeared like if it was a... A light gray, our angle. It just didn't seem like from where we were sitting that there was a mm-hmm. lot of of contrast, it, but it also made me think of another question, is that we yeah. saw you at an outdoor venue, Starlight in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm originally from Florida, yeah. and I love it hot, but Jiminy yeah. corn it was hot. <laughs> Hot that night. Uh, I don't know. I think so. You know, and I had read that the stage was air conditioned, but often on outdoor venues that have air conditioning, it will only reduce the from what the actual air temperature is by like fifteen or twenty degrees. And I'm like, if it's still eighty degrees on that stage, you all have to be broiling. So how how is it on an outdoor venue like that in June here in the Midwest? Can it, does the heat take a toll on you?
1: definitely um okay. expectedly it is very, very hot. um It was very sweaty shows in Kansas City. Um I do love an outdoor theater though it just it's so beautiful to watch the sunset while you're on stage, but I, it definitely was very hot um but it also helps as dancers so that we don't cool down too much because there there are you know as you as you saw there are musical numbers there's right. like the flamenco and mm-hmm. all the other different types of dancing so we're not on stage the whole time so it does help for it to be warm um in the venues or hot in that case um, See, I, so I that didn't even think about that but staying, is, yeah as it's it's a good former for the muscles, athlete good for the body.
0: yeah as an athlete i would i would t- totally want that i wouldn't want to be yeah. in an environment where i'm going to cool down and i didn't think cuz you all are are definitely so you're definitely athletes, so that's why I was going to jump to – hold on. I have another question on here. You, I think you answered – so you would prefer – would you prefer outdoor as opposed to indoor? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, for a few reasons. I do love indoor, though. I, there's positives and negatives to both because on one hand, like I said, outdoor is great for the body. It's beautiful. But then on the other hand um, – the lighting is a huge part of the show and it's just not as effective when you're outside and the sun right. is up. Um, you know, the first number starts with out of the dark, they came and we come slowly walking onto the stage, but you can see us cause it's broad daylight. So it's yeah. kind of losing the effect.
0: Yeah. I don't um, even, yeah. But, I think it didn't get dark yeah. <laughs> till after nine o'clock. So yeah. It yeah. Was,
1: yeah. It was like halfway through the show. It got yes. dark. So, um, so what's a, reason, what's a pro and a con say, for an
0: indoor then? What What's the biggest benefit for the indoor? And then what would be the biggest drawback for you personally for an indoor video? Um,
1: I do think just I, that would be the biggest benefit just because the show was designed to be on a theater indoors. Um, the lighting and all that is, is a huge benefit. Also just a more regulation of temperature and, You know you're not out there with the elements but um i i don't think there's any real drawback to it being indoors i just think it's very nice to dance outside and see the sky and be able to see faces um i guess maybe then that would be a drawback that sometimes it's hard to see the audience and um as performers we like to try to connect with the audience as much as we can um and it, it just is a different experience when you can actually look at faces and see people's reactions because it's so special for us. Um, we always like to say every night's opening night because, you know, there are people in the audience who have never seen the show and we always want to give them the best experience possible. So having that audience connection really, you know, it makes it like even better for us um, as we're doing hundreds of shows per tour Um <laughs> it does get a little bit like, oh, we're doing the same thing. It does get a little bit like Groundhog's Day. So seeing different faces out in the audience and seeing people you know, experience the show for the first time, that's an amazing thing for us as performers. And outdoor venues really allow for that a little bit more.
0: Now, so this was your first year on Riverdance, and this was the 25th anniversary yeah. of Riverdance. So so next year, does it go back to just Riverdance? So this year, we called it Riverdance 25. So just well,
1: actually, it's so it's now on its twenty seventh year. Oh, um, but it was you know with COVID, the twenty fifth anniversary of tour the got postponed. Okay. Um, so I think it's just the version of the show right now is Riverdance twenty five. Um, I think for the twentieth, the twenty like Riverdance twenty, I think went until the twenty fifth. Um, if I'm not mistaken, okay. so. I think maybe for the 30th, there might be some things updated. I don't know. Um, But I know for the 25th anniversary show, there are different costumes that changed and, you know, became more modern and bright Um, and different things with the set changed um, and the music was re-recorded. So um, those are the big things that changed for the 25th anniversary. But um, we're still touring that specific show.
0: Now... Your show that just, or the tour that just ended, this was your first season. How many other rook? So what is the total ensemble? How how large is the cast or the cast um, of dancers?
1: Okay, I need to look at some numbers. Well, I've I, been asked this question. I actually should know this at the top of my head. It is about 36 something
0: <laughs> and my follow-up was is there a team of understudies that go because that is a very there's a lot of intricate footwork and i would assume that a slightest sprain or rolling of the ankle can be very bad for um, a performer so are there people that <clears throat> excuse me that travel with the troupe that are understudies that would be able to step in if someone is injured or sick or something
1: um, so the way that it mm-hmm. works, typically for, or not typically, but on a tour, um, so we have the around roughly 30 Irish dancers, and we have what is called rotations. So um, if you noticed when you saw the show, every dancer is not in every dance, Right. if that makes sense. Yes. So um, typically for a show, you'd be in, um, at least for the female cast, or the guy's have a little bit of a different system but it's roughly the same um you'd be in about six dances through the show um so if someone is injured then that just affects the rotations and maybe some other dancers might have to step in and dance more numbers or you know that's typically how it works um so uh we don't have people traveling just um to fill in but we do fill in for each other whenever something like that happens and Luckily we travel with a team of medical professionals, a physio masseuse. Um, So if something like that happens, immediately you're taken out of the show um, and you're treated there and you continue on with the tour um, until you're evaluated and able to come back to dance. But um, that does happen pretty often. um, And we're just, you know, we're used to being able to just step up and, you know, cover Whoever might be injured or not, See, that's um, well what, enough that's what I mean.
0: That makes that makes perfect sense. I hadn't thought about that because not every dancer is in every scene. Yeah. So that that totally because I because I was thinking like, what happens if someone rolls their ankle? That I can't imagine trying to do mm-hmm. any of that. So
1: yeah, no, they. It's not. Um, I think that's what's so different between. Um, dancing professionally and dancing competitively because, you know, all of us growing up as competitive dancers or most of us, um, if you hurt yourself, you would just have to suck it up and go on stage anyway. But now I think it's more about the longevity of your career as a dancer. And, you know, it's great to have those resources there, like a physical therapist. So if something like that does happen, even if you feel like you can dance, they're like, nope, you're not dancing. Um, I've experienced that before where it's like, it's in our competitive mindset. Um, and as an athlete, you're like, no, I can push through it. Right. Um, but they're like, Nope, there's no pushing through anything because you have months ahead of you of dancing. So um, that's definitely one of the big changes for me going from competitive to professional dancing.
0: So you said that you travel with certain medical professionals, do you also do, like, uh you know, icing of your, le- like, you know, a lot of sports mm-hmm. will have ice baths and things like that. As much as you all, you know, it, you know, I was just trying to think of a whole line mm-hmm. of, like, foot baths for people back there full of ice yeah. or something. So, <laughs> is that something that post every performance people are, having to do some sort of triage to recuperate for the next performance.
1: Yeah, we definitely do ice baths after every show. Um, and they're big trash cans. So they go up to like your waist almost right. depending on your height. Um, usually be two to a, a bath and we do that every show, um, or after every show. And then there's a whole cool down that we do, um, lots of stretching, um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of recovery work that is done. Um, we have recovery boots, which I am obsessed with. I use them as much as I can. Are those um, like compression a, a type
0: things that you put on? Yeah. Or, okay. I mm-hmm. think I think I've seen yeah. them around and things. So, so, yeah, so those I work Yeah, I swear well? by those. Okay.
1: Yeah, the, for some people they don't notice a difference, but I definitely do.
0: Yeah, and that's um, uh, it's so about you know, so I and this is going to lead me to a, another question that I hadn't even written down or really even thought about but so when you're in a town, like mm-hmm. I believe that this was in Kansas City it was only a four or five day run here in Kansas City if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm.
1: yeah. so when so it, let,
0: let's say you're because we, we just talked about you finished so you've done your ice bath, your compression boot so you're finished with your your night, what ha- what do you all do at the end? Do you all decompress and you go out because you know a lot of times when you get done with work, you're getting done with your work generally late in the evening. Yeah, right? and so you know, when most people get off it. You know, if they get off a normal job at five, they don't go to bed till ten, eleven, whatever time they go to bed. So they have a few hours afterwards. Or mm-hmm. well, those few hours are the early morning. So what do you all do as a group or as an individual to kind of just decompress after a because you're performing, that's not a normal job. Like, I'm a photographer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, by trade, and I don't, afterwards, I don't have to ice anything. Well, if I've done my job right, I don't have to ice mm-hmm. anything or do anything like that. So, it's a totally different job. So, how do you all decompress or you personally decompress after a show and get ready for the next show?
1: Um, yeah, if if we have like maybe a double show day the next day we usually just go back to the hotel maybe hang out in the lobby for a little bit order food um it's always a late uber eats meal um and we all just hang out um we're all such good friends and so close on the road you know traveling it's essentially this group that um we just finished the u.s tour with is almost all the same people from the uk tour that i started off um my experience with the company, my first tour. Um, so we're at this point, like a family after the show, we're still together. Usually, um, we'll maybe play games. Like we love a good card game or anything like that. Um, just to have some fun after shows. Um, if we have maybe just an evening show the next day or the day off, which is usually a travel day, Uh um, we would go out in the city maybe see some of the city um, I know in Kansas City we went to a really cool um, place with live music, which was nice. Um, Probably the power like and light that district. Is, sorry.
0: Probably the power and light district is where I would guess it was uh, a lot of places. Uh, yeah, with I don't music.
1: know. I can't remember. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't remember, but it was a nice. It was a nice place. Good. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the typical day so, after. Or let me you know, ask you this: If you're
0: in a city. And mm-hmm. you go out to an area. So Kansas City, and this will lead, I actually had these questions written down somewhere as well. Kansas City does have a fairly large Irish population, um, mm-hmm. as well as Chicago, Boston. Because one of the questions I was going to have is, when you travel to cities that have very large Irish populations, is that do you think your shows are seen differently because of... Kind of the heritage that's attached to the dance. So or do you could you even tell a difference if you were in a like Boston, which we will talk about mm-hmm. a little bit later for for some things that you have coming up this summer, but like Boston is a very large Irish community. Would you be able can you tell when you're in a town performing in front of a large Irish population? Or not? Um and if you can't, that's I would fine. Say-
1: I would say all the audiences are great, but in cities like that, um, I think there's just a lot more enthusiasm. Um, And if I were to guess, I would say that that has a lot to do with people just knowing more about the show. Um, And of course, like that, if they're of Irish descent or anything like that, um, there's a lot of pride um, around Riverdance. You know, we run into Irish people on the streets after the show um, and whatever cities we're in, and they always just talk about how proud they were to come to the show and to see us dancing and representing Irish culture in such an amazing and magical way. Um, so there is, um, a little bit of a different energy when we are in cities that have a big Irish population, but, um, It's not, like, so much that it's, like, night and day because the audiences are always great, especially in the U.S. I think it's a lot in the, like, American culture to have, like, be loud and clap a lot. Whereas the U.K., it's a little bit, you know, the audiences are great, but I don't think they clap as much. I think that's just a cultural thing. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's... So, so American
1: audiences are always
0: great. Is there a time after the show that you all meet the audience, is that something or is that by accident or is there anything planned like that? I'm just wondering how many Um. little boys and girls are like, wow, this just changed my life. Just like the first time you saw it, they may be introduced to it for the first time with you. How often post-show do you get to hear back from the audience
1: Um, I'd say every show when we leave the stage door, a lot of people will be, there's usually a crowd by the stage door, um, you know, wanting to get their program signed or get pictures. Um, so that's, that's always amazing. Um, and even if, you know, even after the ice baths and everything, they'll be out there waiting. And I think that's just so amazing that people are so touched by the show that they'll wait outside for us to come out. Um, uh, yeah, so that's it's never really planned but I don't think I can think of any show where there wasn't at least a few people outside by the stage door um waiting for us to come out afterwards.
0: Now, out of the 30 dancers and I know once again I'm jumping around a little and I'm going back here a little bit. Of the 30 dancers, how many and I may have misspoken then because I was I thought that the the US tour was your first tour but you said that you started <laughs> dancing in the UK, or is this just the same group, yeah. just a continuation of the UK tour that came to the United States, or have I misspoken um, so earlier?
1: This isn't my first tour with the show. No, okay. I did um, tour. Uh, my first tour with the show was last August through December, and that was a UK tour. Um, and this, the US tour is separate, but um, it was just a lot of the same dancers that I got to know and traveled with in the UK. Um, And then I did a month in Dubai in November um, during that run. So a few of us, I think five or six of us from the UK tour group um, joined some other dancers with the show in Dubai for the World Expo um, last November, did our run there, and then finished out the UK tour with that group. And so between those two different things, the UK and Dubai, I had already danced with and worked with all of the dancers who then ended up being on this last U.S. tour.
0: So does that, that help was. you yeah. as an individual and as a group to have that p- familiarity to everyone?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely would say it does help. Um, it's it's always amazing just dancing on stage with your friends. I think that our connection with each other shows so much um, like, it, I think it translates to the audience. Um, we each had a chance during this last tour to go out and watch the show, um, which was such an amazing experience, you know, watching your friends on stage. And right. as, you know, from the audience perspective, having experienced that, I can definitely say that it shows how, you know, close we all are. Um, And it's just such a great group. It's, yeah, it definitely does help overall the performance and motivation. And, you know, we're just genuinely having a great time and, you know, that definitely just helps the performance.
0: How often are tours being cast? Like, do you, would you have to, like, do you have to try out, audition, be asked, requested for another tour and how often does, that, like, how often is there a changeover in what's going on? Because you said you had already danced with all of these people, either UK or Dubai, when it got here to the United States. How often are there change? Because I was just wondering, like, how many of these people would you consider vet- veterans that have been doing this, maybe toured the U.S.? Because uh, one of the questions I had, and this was back on when we were talking about the stages and indoors and outdoors, is were there any venues that you anticipated or dreaded going and performing at? Whether personal experience you were really looking forward to that or someone had said, you know, this is gonna be great or this is going to be horrible. Are there do you have is there a lot of um, seniority there that that have done this before, or are you all experienced these venues, these things for the first time together?
1: Um, there's a big range of, you know, how long people have been part of the show. There's some people on the tour who have been part of the show for a decade or more um then there were people like me who had just started um there was a good mix in the UK I think this US tour we had all either done the UK or worked prior to that so no one was like brand brand new right um but there's there's a good mix and um it there's not I would say there's not really a like a clear change over anything the producers and directors are always looking for um new talent and casting and there were just recently open auditions but typically now the summer school um each summer is how dancers will audition for the show um and so yeah and as far as venues um, looking forward to I definitely look forward to specific cities um, I did look forward to Kansas City because of the outdoor stage and um, we were told before that it would be an outdoor theater and um, we were there for a good five days which is one of the longest runs that we've had on the tour so um, what was it, it can was, you can you was,
0: state your least favorite city <laughs>
1: um I don't think I wouldn't say I had a least favorite city. Um, There were cities that we were in for just a short amount of time that I don't really remember. Um, But I don't really have any, even like the small cities where there wasn't much to do. We still had a lot of fun because we would hang out in the hotel together and just play games. So
0: what would be, um, what's the best thing every- you did as a group or as an individual, best thing you did no matter what city? What would you say, like, either you anticipated when I get to this city, I'm going to do this, or you got to a city and someone's like, hey, you should try this. And you, do you remember something in some city that you did as an individual or a group that just blew you away?
1: Um, I don't, there's there were a lot of, like, highlights of the tour for me. Um, I guess, like, the the best, like, I don't really, I don't think it's very reflective of the city itself, honestly, but um, there was one city where the entire cast, Irish dancers, flamenco, folk, um, tap, like, everyone all came together and we had a cookout or barbecue um, at one of the, Irish cast members, family in Pennsylvania at their house. Um, That was definitely one of the highlights. Um, But I don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything specifically that we did in a city that, um, you know, was reflective of the city. (laughs) I think it was just fun anywhere.
0: (laughs) Do you look for, for that? Do you want to do things like during the day? Like if you have a, a, just an evening show. Do you Yeah do you want to do stuff or you're like I I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff tonight so I'm kind of just gonna chill out.
1: Yeah, it definitely depends on the day. Sometimes like if we're traveling into a show, I'll try to get a nap in and nothing else. Like I'm not like my roommate might be going to like get coffee or something. I'm like, I oh, don't know, I'll just sleep. Right. Um but Uh, There are other days, especially when we're somewhere for more than one or two days, um, where if there's just an evening show, we'll, you know, text each other be like, hey, what are you doing? Make plans. Maybe go walk around and see the city and, you know, check out different restaurants or cafes. um, What's your your favorite type of food
0: when you go to a city? What if you're going to hunt out? A specific type of food. What What do you want to find when you go to a city? They want to have good what?
1: Um, I love sushi. Sushi is definitely one that, um, if a city has good sushi, then that in my head is a really good city.
0: Okay. So, okay. Um,
1: yeah, that that's definitely. So what my what go-to. city ha- What pasta. city has the
0: best sushi? I am not a sushi person, um, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know. So, you could name uh, any city and I would go, okay.
1: <laughs> so, Kansas City actually had this one place. I think it was called Blue something, Blue Sushi. Okay. Um, that we went there pretty much every day. We were there um, because they had a huge vegan sushi menu, which is rare. Um, the vegans on the tour, we don't usually get much variety, um, in the U S there are some cities in the U S that are really good for vegan food, but compared to overseas, like the UK, it's a little bit harder overall to get, you know, vegan options. So this sushi place was like our go-to because they had, you know, it was, it was a variety instead of just having like a vegetable roll. Um, so. Kansas City again is checking off all the boxes. Well, that was a really good one.
0: <laughs> good, I'm glad to hear that. Then, so I, d- I had gone through. I did a deep dive on your Instagram, and I noticed there was a picture in there. You <laughs> went to the Casey Musgrave concert, I believe. I don't know. Oh where yeah. It was. So, it, it just let me. So, what type of music do you listen to? Because one of the one of the things that I asked Catherine today, I go because Kansas City has a big Irish population. I go, and all my years of living here. I have never driven down the street and driven up, uh, like pulled up next to someone, and they've been listening to Irish music. So, it, yeah. So it's funny because <laughs> she was like, "Yeah," I, she goes, "I don't think I've heard that either." So, but then when I saw Casey Musgrave, what do you, country? What type of music do you like on the outside? Or...
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, so I do really love trad music, like Irish trad music. Uh-huh. Um, so I might be that one person you okay. pull up next to that's blasting trad. But um, I listen to pretty much everything. Um, not to be like one of those people that are like, I listen to everything. But I actually do. Um, but you I actually are that, that person.
0: <laughs> by, by using yeah, that disclaimer, you – Yeah, I actually to, am that yes. person. <laughs> so what is that, Trad, T-R-A-D?
1: Yeah. yeah. I've never even heard it's of it, just,
0: so I'm going to have to look that up.
1: Yeah, you definitely have to look it up. It's just great, feel-good music. Um, I'm so looking forward to being in Dublin soon and just going to live music, restaurants and bars and things where they'll have trad bands because that's just... It's such great music that, like, for me, I just, like, feel it in my bones. Like, it just makes me want to dance. But that's, of course, me being obsessed with Irish dancing and music and things. But, um, yeah, I do... I I like a bit of country, Um like Casey Musgraves, kind of mild pop country. Right. Um, but I do yeah. love love Casey Musgraves. Um, and then what I was like, who's the, like who's the who's the latest R&D. person you have?
0: Who's the latest person you have queued up? What, what's the last um, artist you've listened to?
1: Hmm, I think probably Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Okay. So love Spanish music also.
0: Okay. I'm still um, ringing uh, our youngest child and I, we went to the machine gun Kelly concert last oh, night okay. here in town. So, and it was, oh,
1: amazing. it was
0: amazing. It was one of those things that I was trying to think of as a dad. What is there something that they will just never forget? Whether I live another year, yeah. or another 50 years, they'll be like, Oh yeah. And it was funny because Avril Lavigne opened up and the, the younger person next to me looked and goes, Avril Levine fan? And I was like, uh, no, I'm here for MGK. And they're like, okay. <laughs> it was just kind of weird. So I obviously... It's kind of
1: crazy that Avril Levine was the opener.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, so we showed up. We, we were trying to time out to show up right there when Machine Gun Kelly was coming out. So we caught the last mm-hmm. couple songs. And I will tell you, the only song that if someone said... Name an Avril Lavigne song, I could have said Skater Boy. That's the only song. And that's, I think, the only song we heard. So it was yeah. funny how everyone Perfect. knew that. Though. <laughs> it was funny because yeah. old and young, everyone knew Skater Boy. So I was kind of impressed by that. But so I'm going to have to look at Irish <laughs> Trad. But so you'd mentioned that you're going to Dublin. So what do yeah. you have on the what are you doing now? Because I know that you're on a, a short break with the U.S. tour just ending. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing in the immediate future and what are you doing in the not so immediate future?
1: Um, so at this very moment, I am looking at my mess of a packing situation that is happening because I'm leaving in the morning to go to Boston for two weeks um, to teach at the Riverdance Summer School which is basically a week-long audition process for dancers who would like to be in the show or dancers who might be, you know, it's for all ages. So you can be under 18 and attend the summer school, but you can't um, audition at that age. But for dancers over 18, they can use this as an audition. It's basically um, cast members like myself teach the uh, dancers choreography from the show um, and throughout the week they're taught um, almost the whole show and they perform it at the end for um, a showcase for their family and friends Um, and I was a camper or attendee of this summer school um, in 2017 in Boston Um, so it's definitely a full circle moment now being an instructor So this is like
0: top gun Um, for you
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be very fun.
0: <laughs> I mean that that's cool. So you went through as a student, is that what you would say? I, uh, participant. Yeah. So so you went yeah. through in in that form, but now you're going back. I mean, this is really like Top Gun. Now you're going back to teach. Yeah, that, that is so yeah. cool. Maybe they will turn that um, into a movie, a Top Gun dance movie.
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe. So, there's a big market out there for Irish dance movies. I will say. <laughs>
0: It You know, it's, it's amazing because, like I said, I don't think that I would have been this interested. If someone would to asked me six months ago, hey, do you, what are the chances you're going to do multiple hours about Irish dance on a podcast? I would have said zero, and I would have yeah. sworn I was going to be right. But, I mean, it, there are just so many cool things that I'm learning because I would like to see it again. Because mm-hmm. I want to try to learn, and and now that you know we've talked, it's good that if they came to Kansas City, I would try to try to find it maybe in an alternate city that may have it at an indoor venue, as opposed to yeah. doing the outdoor. Because then I may experience. Because that's one thing that Catherine said. She said that this performance, she went a different night than we did. That this mm-hmm. performance was almost identical. To the performance, there were some updates, and I think she said there may have been one song that was that she thought was different than the original mm-hmm. River Dance. But because my wife had said, Well, how about the uh, the dance battle? and she was like, No, yeah. that was that was in it back in yeah, that was something that happened in the 90s as well. So, yeah, so it, it's very, I want to, I'm very much looking forward to seeing again. So, you're going to be in Boston, you're going to be teaching. That's your two yeah. weeks. What happens after Boston?
1: Um, so I go straight from Boston to Dublin um, to perform with the show at the Gaiety Theatre there, uh, which I'm so looking forward to. Uh, I think that that is every every member of Riverdance. Um, it's sort of like a rite of passage to perform at the Gaiety, just because it's such an iconic venue for the show. Um, Riverdance spends its summers at the Gaiety Theatre typically, and this summer is the first one since COVID that the Gaiety has been open and that um, the show has been able to go on there. Um, So all of my friends who um, I was on the U.S. tour with who are doing the Gaiety run are there now. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to spend some time at home with my family and friends um, for, you know, these 13 days before going to Boston and then straight to Dublin. So Um, I'm definitely very, very excited for that.
0: And that's one thing, So, because I was going to ask, when I went to look at the schedule for Riverdance 25, it had the U.S. tour that ended, like it was January through June, and then Mm -hmm. it said like Germany, Belgium, and I don't remember, there was another country, but they were all in 2023. The only thing that was current was in Ireland, and I did see the Gaiety Theater, so is that... (laughs) So you're saying they only do that in the summer or does Riverdance run year round? Let's say in a non-COVID world, would it typically run year round or is it just kind of that's the summer thing when people may travel to Ireland so they can see it there and then the rest of the year it's traveling throughout the world?
1: Um, Yeah, the gaiety is really just a summer thing. Um, It's from June through September every summer or has been previously. Um, and yeah, so, so would that be, I guess just touring year round and then the and summers in the gaiety.
0: Okay. So with the gaiety to a river dancer, would that be like other artists performing at like Madison Square Garden? Would that be?
1: Yeah, essentially it's okay. the same sort of prestige for, okay. for river dance.
0: Okay. So and then do you know after after that tour do you, will you continue into 2023? Do you know that far in, in advance is that something that you may not know or you're anticipating what what's that look like after Dublin?
1: Um no, we don't know yet. Um what uh who's going to be put where, who's going to, you know, be offered what tour for next year. I do know there's a lot of um, tours going out the next year there's another u s tour again from january through june um in twenty twenty three along with um like you said europe so um i'm hoping to you know continue touring um after this uh and yeah now here, here's one thing that, <laughs>
0: here's one thing that we thought was very funny and my mm-hmm. wife and I made the comment and then actually they answered the, the comment that I made to my wife. So we, we were looking at the cast and I mm-hmm. will say that the cast is all beautiful. And so I, I made a comment to my wife. I go, I wonder what kind of baby making's going on when they're traveling. And then when, before the show, it came up and said there were like 60-some-odd oh, yeah. marriages and over 100-and-some-odd babies being born. And my wife and I just yeah. we left outside because we had made that comment. We were like, you know, when there's this many beautiful people, especially when they're doing a contact job, which is what you're doing, you're dancing around yeah. and everything. I mean, we just made that comment. And, then and they in they an, bubble. It was funny. It was just funny because the, they answered it. And we're like, that's a lot of babies. But I guess yeah, over 25 years. Yeah, it is very years, funny. Yeah, so, um, so uh, um, I, I guess my, no. and you don't have to answer this, any, any crushes?
1: Crushes, um, I would say no.
0: Okay. Um, okay, no, <laughs> that's fine. There are fu- so
1: many couples on the tour. I think most people are paired up on the tour, in the touring cast, um, which is to be expected in a tour bubble we're kind of doing everything together traveling right. together and again a lot of attractive people touring together so
0: i know um, and and that's what yeah. i made the comment but then i later made the comment to my wife i go i wonder if they even know how attractive they are and the reason i said um, that is because you know when when if you're attractive or the opposite of attractive and you're around other people you can kind of gauge that but when everyone's exactly like you you're like Oh well, this is this is just normal. Everyone's beautiful. That's just normal. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think we notice each other. Like, (laughs) I notice. I'm like, oh, everyone looks so good. Like, but um, yeah, comments have been made. It was actually really funny. Um, Like the same sort of comments were made when we were at the Capitol. They're like, how is everyone so? good looking in this group when we were like performing at the Capitol I think one of the senators or someone said it and it was just funny it's yeah it's not really something that we think about as cast members but yeah I had me- I had I had
0: made that comment to someone that I worked with and they were like they go well what percentage of people do you think are beautiful and I go like five percent and I go and that's high and I was they just looked at me and I was like one in 20 and then I go you guys have Your whole group – it doesn't matter who it is and what what they do. It's like – but it was funny that my wife and I made that comment and then you all – so we must obviously not be the only ones that have ever made that comment or have had that question. So
1: not the only one. (laughs) Okay,
0: so I will – Before I let you go, I am so glad that you took the time to be on your show because I know that you only have the limited number of days with your family and friends uh, back at home before you go off to Boston and then on to Dublin. So I really want to say thank you for that, being on the show.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that you invited me to do it and that we were able to make it work. It's been so much fun.
0: It has. And I mean – I. This is another question that I wrote down. I'm not sure I asked it earlier. I I know that I was Mm -hmm. asking you about conversations. Would -hmm. you prefer having a high-level conversation, like with Catherine, who knows maybe terminology that I may not know, or you would be able to say something that may be considered an inside joke to Irish dancing? Mm -hmm. I don't know if there is such a thing. Or to a person that is asking stupid questions like I've done to you for the last hour? Or does it matter to you? I mean, because I know you say you like it. I know you like talking about it. Yeah. But you have to have a preference. I mean, is there ever a question, and I'm glad that maybe this is not a video podcast, it's audio only, where a question is asked and you roll your eyes? Like, really? (laughs) No, I think...
1: So I I honestly don't think I have a preference, but if anything, I think I would prefer talking to someone who doesn't know about Irish dancing because I find so much joy in like spreading information about Irish dancing. I just think it's the coolest thing and I love to share that with people and you know cuz it's something that unless you have a personal connection with it whether you're a dancer or someone close to you as a dancer, it's something that a lot of people just don't know much about, which is you know why Jean Butler, the original female lead in Riverdance, she's currently working on getting archives or things together um, about information about Irish dancing because she's a professor at NYU and there's you know things in the archives about all other dance forms and not Irish dancing. It's just something that people don't know so much about. Right. Um, so I love you know taking the knowledge that I have through experience, through my own research and my own obsession with Irish dance and sharing it with people because I think it's such a beautiful art form and it's something that should be shared. So I do love, love talking to people who don't know about Irish dancing and answering their questions. I don't think there are any stupid questions because, you know, that's, you might feel like they're stupid, but it's they're valid questions because if you don't know and I right. do, I have the knowledge I'll share it with you. So um, yeah, but I do love also talking to, other Irish dancers because there are things that only Irish dancers would understand. Um, so I, I don't have a preference, but, um, I will say that
0: none of your questions have been stupid. Aw, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> there but, was no
1: eye-rolling.
0: Okay. There, <laughs> no the, eye-rolling. There were at okay. least four pages of questions I didn't get to. So if, if there was a borderline question where you're like, oh, that was, but that was almost stupid, I'm sure that there were ones that didn't make the cut for this hour that uh, I probably could have <laughs> asked. So I really appreciate that. Now – Anything you want to let the people know before we go? Uh, we, we've we told them what you're doing in the very short-term future. You're going to be in Boston being a Top Gun instructor uh, for <laughs> for many of the hopefuls, maybe for auditioning or just to, to better themselves with Irish dance and then off to Dublin and the Gaiety Theater. Anything else you want to yeah. know? Anything else um, you want people to know?
1: I think that we covered everything.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. And if, if for everyone else... Morgan Bullock is so much more than just the the river dance, the the Irish dancing that we've talked about over this last hour. They, you have a very large presence. I didn't know anything about that presence before I reached out to you. I, I told my wife, I go, if I would have known who you were before I asked you, I might not have asked you. Yeah. Because well, I'm I,
1: glad then that you didn't. I, I, you
0: didn't I, I mean, I, I, I am glad that I asked you as well, but I mean, your, your TikTok videos and things, I, I hope that maybe you'll be a guest sometime in the future as well and we can talk about many of the other things that, that you have going on. But I really want to say I appreciate this last hour of you answering my questions. I know there are a lot of people out there that are just as unfamiliar with river dance and Irish dance as I am, and I know that they would be very appreciative of this past hour as well.
1: Thank you so much. It's it's great. I'm honored to be a part of this.
0: Okay. Thank and, you so much, Morgan. So much for fun. for everyone else, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast of the Stone Genius. This is Roe. I'll talk to y'all later. Thank you.